In a world where the ordinary meets the extraordinary, prepare the journey beyond the veil of reality to uncover secrets that defy explanation. Welcome to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In each episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. But beware, for the line between reality and the supernatural is thinner than you think. Will you dare to listen? Scroll and Dagger presents Quest of Ruin Episode 28 Seed Hello and welcome to Quest of Ruin, the post-apocalyptic fantasy role-playing podcast. I am your host and game master, and we open today's session with the five of you travelling with the mechanist Abney Geerturner. You head east, away from Sakara, basically following back the way you came. Does Abney say any more about the job? Nothing much yet. He says he will when you've found somewhere safe to stop for the night. Didn't you say this part of the world was arid desert? I mean... Much of it, yeah. Well, where does he think we're going to be able to stop? Sakara's the only settlement for miles. Yeah, I thought we'd be camping. I think we'll be okay. How'd you figure? I, um, I don't know. Just have a feeling, I guess. Well, you're not wrong, because as luck would have it, you actually encounter a caravan of travelling merchants. All right. Well, that's lucky. Hang on, are they hostile? They're a little jumpy at first, but as soon as they can tell that you're not wasters or bandits... They are happy to let you pitch up with them. And when they see Varith, they're even happier, because as it turns out, this is an Ashlander caravan. Oh, sweet. Okay, as soon as we've set up camp, I'm going to ask Abne what the deal is. Go for it. I thank you for your kindness, Zaim Kahina. I cannot tell you how pleased I am to be among my own people again. You and your friends are welcome at our fires, Alahujovrit. It is good to see you safe and well after so long outside the plains. I admit, I have felt the pull of home much of late. To return to the mountains, to see the ash lake again. Ah, but I have a duty to my companions. Until that is done, I must stay with them. I will give praise to your father when I next see him. He raised you well. You honor me. It is deserved. Come find me later. We shall smoke stoneback leaf together and speak of the past. I would like that. Thank you. But I don't get what you was doing outside Sakara in the first place. I already told you, didn't I? I was looking for mercenaries. I believe he means it's too odd to travel as far north just to find mercenaries. Last I checked, we weren't the only group working in Lahain. Well... You were down here on some other business, weren't you? I may have been instructed to find out a few things. Instructed by who? Someone I respect. And who had an interest in the recent events here in Sakara. You mean the murders? Well, not much else to talk of round here, is there? But who would want to know of the deaths? Indeed, not many beyond the walls of the Holy City would care much about it, I'd have thought. Aye, not many... But a few. But that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Doesn't concern you anyway. All right, fair enough. 
How about instead you tell us about this job? Yes, good idea. Come on, Master Gearturner. Let's hear it. All right, all right. But I'm just going to tell you now, you're not going to like it. You're not going to want to do it, any of you. But especially you. What? Why especially me? Because of where the job is. And where is that? More importantly, what is this job? And more, more importantly, what does it pay? It's a retrieval job. There's something King Isworld wants, and I've been given a note of promise, signed by his own hand, that whoever undertakes his mission will be paid well. See for yourself. <gasps> that Holy snot! Exactly. That much? For one job? What could possibly be worth so much? Did you see this? Aelin! Aelin! Hmm? Sorry, I was trying to work out this cliff group. What's this? The possible pay for Abney's job. That can't be right. Oh, but it is. All collectible from the king upon delivery of the item. And just what is the item? <sighs> A serred. You're not serious. Oh, but I am. Completely. But how? There hasn't been one of those for over 2,000 years. Not for lack of trying. Hang on. I'm confused. Yes, me also. I have not heard of this Kerret. You'll be familiar with its work, though. There has only ever been one Kerret, a seed of pure creation. At the end of the Fourth Age, when all efforts to halt the undead march had failed, the Kered was forged. And with it, the mountains of Lithmalin were remade. Oh. <gasps> oh. Exactly. The great eruption that turned the Lithmalin desert into the Ashen Plains. And the secret of the Kered's creation was lost along with its creator. That's what we were told anyway, but now it seems otherwise. So, the trick to making them wasn't lost? Of course it was. Why do you think nobody has made one since? Plenty of people have tried. Most recently, King Eswald himself. Though, you apparently killed that attempt. What? We never stopped in doing nothing. Wait, you mean the worm? If you saw it, you'll know that it was no worm. It was an impossible beast. A spawn. A pelry? But they're extinct. Mostly. The art to their making is still known to some. Uh, but why would King Iswell do such a thing? The spawn is a creature of pure creation. He thought, as did quite a few of us, that the heart of such a creature would contain enough potential power to be used in the making of a serid. Well, I suppose that explains why you were so angry we killed it. It doesn't excuse letting the creature run rampant over his kingdom and his people. But why would he want a Kerred so badly? Well, think about it. The Sarah can do almost literally anything. With such a thing in our possession, what might we accomplish? Turn the Ashen Plains back to how they were? Maybe. Make the rivers all run fresh again? Or maybe even... Do all the damage that the War of Destruction did. Exactly. Imagine it. The Western Kingdoms able to support life again. The Feywoods blooming. The mountains of Orod Island raised to the glory of old. Esgador and Sarnor thriving. And Ardnarison once more full of the sound of the sea and its rivers. Don't. Everyone wouldn't be crowned into the edges and corners of the world anymore. 
scrounging what we can amongst the rocks and in the snow of the vice crag, we would be free. Enough. That's enough. You talk of a thing that is impossible. Lathar, please. It's not impossible, Lathar. With a Sered, anything is attainable. There is no Kered. There is. Another was made, or at least found. I don't know if it's a new one, or the same seed that caused the eruption, but it was there. Just before the War of Destruction. Wait, hang on. Huh? So, why hasn't it been used already? Well, here's the bit you're not gonna like. Oh. It was taken by the Harbinger. Oh. You can't well, be. Surely he would have destroyed it, no? To to prevent it from being used for exactly this purpose. A carrot can't be destroyed. Because of what it is, it's basically always in a state of making itself. So, what happened to it? Well, he... He would have taken it to the Denengweth. Yes. Where it still is? Yes. Right. Well, thank you very much, but no. What? Neither. Think of what this might mean, my friend. Think of what we could do with that much money. You may all do as you please, but I will not do this. If you wish to run this fool's errand, then good luck to you, but I will not go. I'll go talk to him. Shall I come too? No, I think it'd best just be me. Very well. I won't do it. I I can't. Calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. You heard him. The Danangwath. Bad enough to go into Ardnarasant, but the Harbinger's Tower itself? I know. I can't. I I just can't. I know it's a lot to ask. It would be insane for anyone to do. But I don't see how we can turn this down. If the carrot is real, if we can really undo all of you it... You can go if you want. Nothing's stopping you all going. You know we'd need you. I don't see why. You're easily my match as a fighter, and Aeolin's stronger than me without trying. That's not what I meant. If if we were to face him... I can't. After all this, after everything... You have to. You should have done it a long time ago. I know. You're right. I know you're right. I just really wish you weren't. Yeah, I think I've heard that one before. <laughs> so will you come with us? You know that I will. So... So? We kinda, you know, saved your shop from thieves. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna do this job for you. If your friend agrees. One, we can go with or without Lathar. And two, you ain't seen Yela turn on her persuading glare yet. Make a sick old goblin leap out of bed and get right back to work, she could. I believe it. So? So? Is we cool? Cool? Yeah, you know, put all old grudges behind us, plough on forward into a new world. I suppose. Forge our way into friendship. Set the enemies of our past in flames. Burn the bridges of our animosity. Make a firm and solemn vow to... All right. I said all right. All right? Yes, you irritating little snotrag. Yes, you and me can have a blank slate. Just this once, in case you really do get this seed and we really do start the world over. 
A fresh start for a fresh start. How appropriate. Shake on it. Fine. Friends. Well, let's not push it. How about associates? Mm, fine. I do not think I will ever entirely understand goblins. Best not to try. Heads up, they're coming back. So, what did you decide? Are we all going? Very much against my better judgment, but yes, we will go to Ardnarasant together. I am pleased to hear that, my friend. Right then, we can begin planning. Here's my proposed route. We head north along the Illilawin until we're clear of the Sakharan Mountains. Then we head west across Ilath. If we make good time, we can reach the Gaelaglia Mountains inside of a week. Then we turn north to the Sea of Nara. Makes sense. I will be sorry to leave. It has been pleasant to be around my own people again. Well, there's no reason we have to leave right away. We can stay the night here and set off in the morning. I would like that. All right. We'll get a good night's sleep and we'll be away at first light on the morrow. You are sure you will not take them? They are fine quality. I'm sure they are, Herdmaster, but truthfully, I do not know if we'll survive this journey and I would not feel right leaving such fine creatures alone in the wastes. Very well, if you are sure. We'll be alright with the two we have. Come and help me hitch them up, will you? I wish you luck on your journey, Woody. May your travels be safe that you may once again step foot on the grey sands of home. Al-Safa, you mean, Zayim. Al-Safa, Amina. Come on, Virif. Some will have gone down by the time you're ready. I am ready. And you, Aelin? Hmm? You are going to put that book down just a little while we're travelling, I hope. Yes, yes, of course I will. All right. Lead the way then, Master Gearturner. Be safe. A good day's journey. I'd say we've made good progress. Tomorrow we can begin heading west. It's four days till we reach the Kaladnin River, so we'll need to be careful with our water. How are we for food? With what those Ashlanders sold us, we should have plenty. Hence why it's a roast, goat and fresh veg for dinner. Brief, hmm? can I have a word? Yes, of course. Is everything all right? Yeah, just need to talk about the book. Well, don't be too long. The food's almost ready. We won't be long. Uh, what is it, Mishlin? I think I figured it out. Uh, what? What was done to you. Why it's affected your magic. You have? But that is good news, isn't it? I'm not sure, so I wanted to explain in private. If you want to tell everyone, then we can. I just thought you should know first. I see. So what have you found? Here, look. From what I can gather, it's not known exactly when or where vampires came from. Even the ancients didn't know. Well, uh, that is disheartening. Not quite. Because they might have just not known what they were seeing. See, this part here says that the first vampires were met in the northernmost lands. That there was a conflict, and they were most protective of... Well, it doesn't really translate. But there's a glyph grouping here. This one means object. This one is dominance or rulership. And I think it's coupled with the eye, which I think means God. You think it means the monolith? I think so. Especially since, well, 
Look at the dominance glyph. Remind you of anything? It does look a little like it. And this passage here, as far as I can make out, it reads, And they protected that place, for it was from there that they drew their power, their magic. These vampires had magic? Well, it makes sense. This book is from the First Age. Any vampires would have had to be elves or dwarves, and the elvish ones would have had magic. But if I'm reading this right, then their power came from that monolith, rather than the lighthouses. I see. So, what does this mean? Right, so you normally draw your magic from the Fae, through the lighthouses, right? But then those fledglings tried to make you a vampire. If the ritual had succeeded, then the source of your magic would have shifted to whatever power feeds through the monolith. But the ritual did not succeed. Exactly. We interrupted it before they could finish. But I think those fledglings did enough to attach you to the source of the vampire magic but not enough that you can't use the magical energy that comes from the lighthouses. So you think that I am pulling from both? Exactly. And they can't be used at the same time, so they are, in effect, cancelling each other out. Okay, so what can I do? I don't know. (sighs) You have to understand, this is something that's never happened before. Or at least, there's no record of it. We're dealing with something new. But what we do know is that you have been able... To use some magic since the ritual. Not as reliably. But it does mean you can still draw on the power of the lighthouses and ignore the other source. You are certain it is the power of the Fae that I am drawing on. What is to say I am not pulling on this other power? The, the one that comes from the monolith. You use mildly magic, Varith. The power of the monolith is of domination. I don't think it would allow itself to be channeled in that way. I suppose that makes sense. So, do you want to tell the others? Or do you want to keep this between us? No, we should... we should tell them. Perhaps, together, we can figure this out. Snot! And you're sure about this? I mean, not sure if we can prove it. It's the only explanation I've been able to come up with that makes sense. But what about the times they've done magic? I'm still trying to figure it all out. Best guess, the cancelling out effect creates a build-up of energy, so when they cast a spell that is successful, it gives it extra power. So there's no rhyme or reason to when a spell will actually work? I do not think so. As far as I can tell, it is completely random. So what can be done? No idea. I mean, it might be that now you know what's going on, you'll be able to refocus or steer your power in the right direction. I doubt it will be so straightforward. Well, yeah... See? Concentration is a real art form. You can't just do it. And you would know? Uh Uh-huh. Gotta be super concentrated when you're fixing up explodies. I suppose he has a point there. And when you've got to do it fast or on the run, you know? Would would you have any tips for me, little one, on how I may concentrate better myself? Hmm. Let me have a think about it. Personally, I'd say that like anything, it will require discipline and practice. I was not born talented with a blade. I had to learn the way of the sword, honing my craft over years. I had to earn it. I am not entirely unpracticed in my own craft, my friend. (laughs) I realise that. But you need to retrain yourself. Your magic no longer works how you are used to, so retrain. Find out how it works now, and realign yourself accordingly. Lither, that's not at all bad advice. There is no need to sound so surprised. So, 
I should practice then? Every day, twice perhaps. I shall help. Uh, no disrespect, my friend. But how could you help? I'm curious myself. Well, Liv, I used to know a lot of mages. Yes, yes, quite so. And I am familiar with the techniques that they used to centre themselves and focus their power. Of course, those were true elven mages, so I don't know how effective they'll be for a wilding like you. <laughs> ah, I see. But focusing yourself couldn't hurt either. Perhaps we could meditate together. It could help reconnect you with the fair. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate your help. We'll figure this out. Don't worry. Oi, you lot. The stew's gonna burn if you leave it alone like this. Then maybe try stirring it yourself. I'm not the one who took cooking duty. <sighs> fine, fine. I'm on it. Okay, so you rest for the night. Yela, on your watch, you hear some sounds out in the dark, but you're pretty sure they're just nocturnal animals and nothing comes near you, so you're not too worried. Okay, fine. You continue travelling across Alath. It is a harsh and barren country, definitely hit badly by the War of Destruction. As you travel, you see what must be the ruins of other cities and towns that once dotted the land. All now dry, dead and crumbling. So we must be getting close to the Harbinger's Lands now, right? Very close, yes. In fact, as you travel further northwest, you see that the ruins you pass by become less and less recognisable as places where people once lived. It's as if there was an eruption of destructive force that sort of petered out the further it went. Oh, is that why Sakara wasn't hit by the Horde? Not really. Sakara had the benefit of being surrounded by mountains and a river, so it wasn't easy for the Horde to get at it. But why did the Horde become less destructive the further they went? You said they completely annihilated the Western lands. They did. Well, you'll have to ask the Harbinger, if you get the chance. Okay, so how long does the journey take? Well, as Abne predicted, it does indeed take the better part of a week. You were lucky and you had just about enough water for yourselves and the horses, but you're definitely feeling the thirst by the time you see the Galeglia Mountains and, more pleasing to your eyes, the Kaladnin River. Right, so first thing is to drink and wash and fill our canteens. Agreed. And then what? Well, this river marks the border of Ard Narasant. A little way to the north are the lands that were once called Nan Kalegale, the land of the bright light. They are now called Nan Ukalad. The Lands of Unlight. Well, that's ominous. Yes, indeed. And it is there that we shall end for today. Fair. We're getting close to the end now, though, right? Certainly looks that way, yeah. Should be wrapping up fairly soon. Just need to deal with the Harbinger. Well, you need to get to him first, and you've got a whole country filled with his horde to get through. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Okay, if we're done, I need a drink. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. for one. Getting close to the end. Quest of Ruin is a podcast distributed by Scroll and Dagger and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Gareth Cadogan and C.L. Barry. It was produced by Gina Moriarty and directed by Gareth Cadogan. 
Original music was produced by Evangelos and Narcissatos. To see the full cast list, view show notes, and ways to support us, visit scrollandagger.com and rate us wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Gina Moriarty, Chief Editor of Scroll and Dagger. I'm here to tell you about The Pensive Tower, a brand new podcast we're going to be releasing soon. The world of The Pensive Tower is one recovering from calamity. After an event remembered only as the Great Collapse brought about the end of civilization as it was known and plunged the world into a dark age. Now, nearly 2,000 years later, a new society has arisen and the pensive tower was built to house the memories of the people to ensure such a loss of knowledge never happens again. Join Paxton Ferrex as he makes his way through the donated memories housed within the tower and discovers that the horrors that brought about the Great Collapse might not be such a distant memory after all. Find the pensive tower wherever you get your podcasts.